legends like Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Anthony Irwin. Like this guy here. His name is Fagan. Harrison Fagan. Welcome back to the Lakers Lounge. I'm Anthony Irwin. I'm joined by Harrison Fagan. Harrison, normally record like when we, you know, game days, record a little earlier, get our work day done a little earlier. Uh, but that was not an option. That was, there was not remotely an option. Now, we probably didn't have to wait for as long as we did. Uh, Christmas trees come first, but still, holy crap, what a day. Yeah, I I will say that when I woke up this morning, I was not expecting to have to work till like probably close to nine o'clock, you know, Pacific time by the time that we get done with that, because we'll do this podcast. I got a couple other things to do. Like Mm -hmm. I was not expecting to work basically like a 12 to 14 hour day on a non game day, you know, whatever. But yeah, yeah, a a lot happened today. A lot. Let's try to figure out everything that happened today. So we found out that Avery Bradley's UCL sprain will not require surgery or that they aren't going to have surgery on it. It's kind of a difference there. I'm sure if he was on a guaranteed contract, we'd be talking about that a little bit differently. Uh, We have Trevor Ariza making some progress here. He went through non-contact parts of practice today. DeAndre Jordan is getting a demotion. Uh, Dwight Howard is getting a promotion and LeBron James is back <laughs> after two days of a 10 day protocol um, and, and, and everything that the fallout from that. Also, Russell Westbrook said he had a, a greater rivalry with, uh, what was it? Uh, math or no biology. Yeah. Biology Russ, math. He killed math. Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> Russ. Well, I mean, he had to, cause eventually he was going to do all that stat counting so I mean, it's good that he Did was you take math. that directly from my article because that was the exact joke i made i was like no it's not didn't. surprising for someone so good with counting stats like <laughs> um, and then uh and then the lakers uh later today by the time some of these some of you guys are listening to this play the clippers a game that was taken off of espn um <laughs> before they, before found they out realized that, that it was like lebron's <laughs> triumphant return from the health and safety protocols <laughs> What a weird ass day. Where do you want to start? Like, where where, where should we go first? I, I think we have to start with the LeBron thing. Like, it, I it's guess so. <laughs> all, all that other stuff is news. This is by far the biggest news that I, to be honest, I did not expect. So, like, I remember when we were, when Jacob and I were doing the research to, you know, try and put out that initial article on how long might he be out, we saw that obviously there's an, op- like, of course, the NBA has a contingency yeah. for, you know, false precedent. positives, but we thought that they had exhausted that basically, you know, most likely because, like, there was that report from TMZ, there was the report from Shams that, like, you know, he had had multiple tests that day mm-hmm. and basically the tiebreaker one came down on you have it, you have to go. And then the Lakers sent him home. And yeah. so it's like, I mean, yeah, like maybe, you know, he could test negative twice over the next two days and that'll be fine. But that seems unlikely based on kind of, you know, what led up to that if he had a high enough viral load or whatever to have this happen. But yeah, so I was not expecting this to happen. And no. I mean, it does sort of explain his, uh, you know, man, something's looking mighty fishy, you know. <laughs> well, he yesterday. might just be smelling all the fish from all the freaking nasal swabs that have been up his nose. For- <laughs> I saw someone re- <laughs> described 
this process is he underwent like like vigorous testing which eight or made nine it sound tests so violent like is somebody like they were it was like a six foot long q-tip that was like no, touching no. The back it was like eight brain. or it, usually yeah. when people like the most that you're gonna run was like we saw previously right where he had like the three we have one you don't like the results so you do another one and then you got to do a tiebreaker after that right and so there's three and then over the last 28, 24 to 48 hours or so, he's done another eight or nine, uh, depending on the report that you're running with. He's done a baker's dozen tests. <laughs> he was like walking out of that ninth test, looking like MJ leaning on Scotty Pippen, like uh, as Rich Paul, like helped carry him out, you know? <laughs> His nostrils are just like the the, the SpongeBob meme. We're just like, Whew. like we can't, we can't do this anymore. I, honestly, I just want to say this up front. Like, I don't want to seem like we're being jerks about this. Like, I am happy that we can joke about oh, this yeah. now because no. it means that he does not have COVID, which is great. Yes. It's great when anyone doesn't it, have COVID. Absolutely, a zillion percent. I, you're, you're. I, I'm, I'm just marveling at it. So, as you guys Look, know, I didn't probably think that the jokes were funny when he like tested pot. I'm like, this is not funny. This is not yeah. something that we're gonna. I'm gonna joke about right now. Like, right. Yeah. No. Yeah. I. I, I it was kind of weird how flippant people were being yeah, about it it's in like, the first place. I mean, we just saw Embiid say that he thought he was going to die. Like, you yeah. Gotta, yeah. Jason so, Tatum I, said that, like, he was still using a breathing thing. Like, to, to he was still doing breathing exercises a full year afterward. Von Miller said he's never going to be the same after but now, he had it. The difference is that now that he is negative and yeah. he has implied that Adam Silver has enacted a conspiracy <laughs> to frame his results basically with that implication on like his subtweet yesterday yeah. now it is funny <laughs> uh so i the, the reason i'm the reason i'm so focused on the nasal swab aspect of this and the number of tests that he did as y'all know i've been sick for the last few days and when i went into the doctor been sick for like a week and a half oh with like God, three dude. different illnesses it's I, incredible it's been, it went, went from the back to now the the i had this weird nagging cough and then you now fell through your roof like <laughs> Your, your boys struggle. <laughs> People didn't even this know is about like that. A Harrison that was gonna be injury. That run. was gonna that was gonna be my most embarrassing sports moment. <laughs> it was, was gonna be me f crashing through poor Avery. All right, we'll tell that story at the end of the show. But so I I, I went to the to the doctor yesterday, and you know they were asking me for, about my uh, you know about my symptoms, and I said that before um, that I started just everything was coming out of everywhere uh that i had had a cough before that and the lady was like oh well you know nausea really isn't a COVID thing but we should probably check you for COVID." and i was like fine whatever you know and and they ran and and they ran like the because i've done home tests before where you don't have to go as far up the but this time a nurse showed up and tickled my brain oh yeah and no i've had those that is, times over the last year and it's oof. not pleasant yeah, and, and so I'm I'm sitting here hearing LeBron had a dozen of those things. Like, good lord. He really is built different. Literally you know? built what you will about the man. Like, you know. <laughs> so that's insane, but but I guess we should talk about what it actually means for for the Lakers in beyond holy shit, they actually have LeBron James back. And also but, like Jordan could never. I think that we just have to like mandate, you know, well, like, do you get think, that in here. You know? Like you know, given that LeBron last, you know, was able to come back in two days. Do you think there are MJ fans out there saying that Michael could have played with COVID now? Yeah, he, like, they would have said that he would have like suppressed his viral load through sheer willpower. <laughs> you know, like just MJ's secret stuff was ivermectin. Like, oh, 
but, but, but so we're, we're sitting here now. I, they, Michael is on the record saying to get vaccinated. So I can make that joke too. I'm allowed to. I'm not going to yeah. get canceled for that. But, but so where, where the Lakers stand right now, and, it, and again, like I, I'm not sitting here saying that it's a good thing that Avery Bradley hurt his wrist, especially on a non-guaranteed contract, but he's not going to, might not probably. It's UCL. It's like a thumb ligament, but yeah. 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 What'd I say? Sprain? You said or wrist. Yeah. Wrist. That's uh, Anthony Davis now has a sprained wrist. No, I believe he also has a sprained thumb. So I don't know where you're getting wrist from. I can't. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I, I, <laughs> I guess fairness wrist, to you, there's been a lot of stuff on the injury. It attach, it attaches to his wrist. That's yeah. what I meant. Okay. The, the, the ligament that attaches your thumb to your, basically, if you look at your palm, it's the thing that anyway. But so Avery Bradley has that sprained thumb and DeAndre Jordan is now demoted. So we might finally get a starting lineup that makes some sense. Yeah, and Frank even acknowledged while talking about the Avery situation today and that he was going to avoid surgery. He's going to play in a sprint, which... Or sprint. A sprint. <laughs> splint. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, he does Spit sprint a, a lot, too. He does that. Yeah. Um, you know, he's going to play in a splint, which, like, for a guy that's already not a great shooter, does not sound... On his shooting hand, too. On his shooting hand, does not sound ideal to me and kind no. of... Ex- that makes it make more sense that Vogel was like, you know, maybe we're going to give him a game or two off. Yeah. Uh, like just to kind of, and so this really may be, I mean, it's going to be another different Lakers starting lineup. I think it'll be like yeah. the 13th or something this mm-hmm. year or some it's, it's double digits Most now in, the league. in terms of starting lineups that they've had. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we may get a very different look from this team. I mean, we know that it's going to be big because Frank already said that Dwight will be starting, but yeah, I mean, I'm curious to see kind of now we get, now LeBron's back and we get to see him with like another new group and can they start to find some combinations that work? And, you know, obviously beyond the extremely, extremely obvious and apparent health concerns that you have when anyone's going through something like this, like, you know, just strictly from a basketball perspective, this was really going to set the Lakers back in terms of how long it was going to take for, you know, he was going to be out the 10 days, have a ramp up period like especially because they be, haven't had a rhythm yet like they yeah, it was going to be we're like still waiting weeks. for them to figure out a rhythm yeah and it was probably going to be like two weeks at minimum before yeah. he was able to get back out there and they were able to start playing some lineups that actually matter again and like rotations that actually matter and now they get to get right back into this process which is you know the best possible news uh, in addition to lebron being healthy the team could have gotten yeah i i think for that was one of the points that i made on on the lowdown when i when i recorded the emergency one which you guys can listen to it's already on the feed but it it, the lakers still hadn't quite it's funny because a lot of people were saying like every time i saw stats go out there about lebron russ ad numbers and and that lineup the the three-man lineup combinations and they were never really overwhelming and people say well what if you take out deandre jordan if you take out avery bradley minutes it's like that's not how basketball works. Like you can't, and also based on well, the way that- Well, I understand that, why people are saying that because you're basically n- artificially nuking their net rating. Oh, like, sure. I mean, no wonder sure. their numbers are horrible. They're but playing you, in horrible can't, situations. But yeah. like that, in terms of in terms of the way that this team is actually being put t- together and the way that they're being utilized out there, you can't just take those guys out of it because Frank Vogel won't take those guys out <laughs> yeah. of it. So. So like I, and 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 so now and again like I'm not sitting here saying that I'm happy that Avery Bradley is hurt. Uh, I I really do hope he makes a full recovery. I hope he gives it a go on the splint thing and 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 doesn't do any further damage. Um, but where the Lakers currently stand right now, I'm really looking forward to seeing a lineup that better utilizes the guys around them, even if it's big. 
Like he, DeAndre Jordan isn't hurt. Like I've been hoping to find out that he has been hurt. He's nursing a stiff back or something like that. Because if you watch him out there, it looks like he has. And so like if you if so having Dwight out there in DeAndre Jordan's place, even though I idealistically you would have Melo out there and you would have LeBron at small forward and maybe you know Monk and then Russ and I think that's going to be one of my favorite lineups moving forward. But if it's going to be Dwight then and and you're not going to have Avery Bradley. Basically, anybody that the Lakers throw in there at shooting guard is going to space the floor better than the guys have so far this season when those three guys have been available. Because Kent, Kent Bazemore wasn't making anything when he making anything when he was in the starting group, and Avery Bradley is not that kind of a shooter either. So no matter who else goes into that starting lineup here, other than Tillon Horton Tucker, which please dear God, please Frank, don't mess this up. LeBron, please let Frank not mess this up. But if it's if it's Monk, if it's Wayne Ellington, like that's that's a group that makes more sense that we can finally see what Russ, LeBron, and AD look like in more optimized situ- situations. Or even Reeves, but yeah, I, yeah. I, any of those guys are better shooters than Bradley or than Bazemore was to this point this year. Obviously, Bazemore's had yeah. better shooting years in the past, but hasn't been the case so far. I part of me is like watch Vogel start Bazemore now for like now that Brad, he's like, Oh, okay. All right. I need another try hard out there on defense. But yeah. no, I mean, I think that just the fact that Bazemore has gone from like starter to doghouse DNP makes yeah. me think that they have sort of decided that barring disaster, he just kind of doesn't fit with Russ, which I am sort of inclined to agree with. Like, I think yeah. that there's a case for Bazemore to play in some like LeBron bench units and whatever, but is that a role that's going to make him hat? Like, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Are there other guys that they want to experiment in that role over him? Like, you're not going to optimize your whole rotation to make Bazemore work. Like, but I don't think that he's been as bad as he's shown so far. But yeah, any of the guys that they throw in there, you know, knock on wood, are going to shoot better than like Avery Bradley has to this point and more willingly than Avery Bradley or Kent Bazemore have to this point mm-hmm. and that that's honestly the biggest thing like I, I still am sort of like okay if you're gonna not play you know if you're gonna only play like one true big man then shouldn't AD just kind of start at center and you optimize that start but I get you know Vogel's not there yet Mm-hmm. And look, he just got a great result from the two big lineup against the Kings. They're going to continue to experiment with this. And I understand defensively why they're going to it. And it's, I think, had some good results so far. But yeah, offensively, it's been a rough sledding here. And I think that almost there's almost nothing that they could do beyond starting THT that would make this like starting lineup look worse. And that's not like I'm really high on THT. I just think that he has to be off the bench at this stage with how he's played. I don't think that you yeah. can just throw him back in there with those starters and situation that's already not optimized for him when he's already in a funk yeah i I think for tht you simplify the game for him and just let him come off the bench and attack yeah because every time he's out there with russ or every time well especially russ you could see him kind of counting his steps out there right he's already played with lebron so i think he kind of understands what to do out there but when it's when it's another attacking guard next to him in the backcourt i still think he's he's still kind of figuring things out out there um, the other, the other thing that, that I kind of want to hit on here before we move on, uh, regarding LeBron is the precedent that this sends sets, right. And, and whether you think moving forward in the league teams that get a, you know, mixed signals from the testing that they do on the day that a player tests positive from then on, do they just test like crazy and try to get a player back within those 10 days or before those 10 days? Because, you know, to this point, for the most part, 
everybody who has tested positive has had to go through the full 10 day quarantine. This is, this is, I, you, you were saying that you were doing some more research on this and that there are some, some other, you know, fail safes just in case somebody does have a false positive, but somebody who was actually ruled out in health and safety protocols and then tested enough to come back within, you know, two days, a fifth of the time that he should have been out. Do you think this affects the way that the league handles this moving forward? No, I mean, Anthony, clearly you didn't see the statement that said we didn't give LeBron special treatment, essentially, oh, totally. like, quote, NBA, you know, we just, <laughs> um, but no. Was it, Arba, was it, was it, was it uh, uh, Mike Bass? Was it, was Mike, was I Mike Bass? I actually believe it was Mike Bass, although, which <laughs> Mike... is surprising because, yeah, usually they send out him only for, like, the, like, we are covering up a murder and, you know, like. <laughs> Mike Bass, Mike Bass's statements always read F-O-H. Like that's it's either, it. It's either we didn't know anything about that, or we will not be responding to that. Uh, yeah, it's when, it's, when it's Carmelo comes. Anthony. It's Mike Bass handshake emoji. Foh. <laughs> like yeah. That, <laughs> and no, but no, I, I. So I don't think that this is going to change anything. So a little bit of backstory that I think you and I have both been privy to, and I think a lot of people that closer to the team, but I haven't seen it talked about as much. You know, the entire league was getting tested. Even the vaccinated people were getting tested more often coming mm -hmm. back from Thanksgiving. Just like common holiday. sense measures. Everybody's getting together. Everyone's having a, potentially a super spreader event. You know, if they're mm -hmm. not doing it outside or something like that, then. So the league, for out of an abundance of caution, went back to testing it's even right vaccinated move. players every single day. Yeah, it, it wouldn't have caught you know some of these without it. And but the thing is, is when you do that, like you're going to catch some, you're going to have some false positives just by sheer mm -hmm. volume and things like that. And so you know the protocol on the day of is you know if they get a positive, then they go and they do a PCR test, which is the more accurate one. And then you know if that's still if it's still inconclusive, then they do another test. And in LeBron's case, you know that was ruled on the side of he is positive. He had like two I, uh, apparently now false positives. Mm -hmm. um, but the difference is that, you know, the protocols still say that if at any point during those 10 days, if you can test negatively on consecutive days, then yep. you are allowed back in because that means that essentially you don't have enough kind of uh, viral load to infect anyone, even if you have some minor amount of illness or whatever, you know, you're just yeah. not going to be sick enough and you're not going to be a spreader enough to really infect anyone because if the test can't pick it up inside your nostril, then you're really not spreading anywhere outside of your nostril very well is my understanding right. of the science. And so mm -hmm. th that's the protocol. And so th this was the normal protocol. I guarantee you that for any player that's asymptomatic, this is exactly what their teams are doing beyond the like something is fishy going on here tweet from the player like most guys do not probably participate in that part of this process but the rest of it if a player is asymptomatic i promise you they're testing them every single day exactly like this trying to get them back out there in the hopes that it's a false positive because you know who wouldn't hope even on a from a non-basketball perspective that it's a false positive so yeah. every single team is doing this and i don't think it's going to change anything i mean shit, I, I every, that everybody that i've known who have had covid basically run multiple tests over the time that they, you know, they, they, they go through the symptoms. And then as soon as the symptoms start to subside, you start taking your tests. And then once the symptoms fully subside, you take your tests again. So like everybody who has ever had COVID knows that like, yeah, when you have it, you don't just like get over it and then assume that COVID just went away. Most of the smart people, I, I would yeah. imagine at least. Yeah. 
Yeah, and so I think, uh, you know, that's why the NBA has these protocols in place is like to guard against that from extremely competitive athletes and guys who are going to, you know, by virtue of like kind of their, you know, uh, how good of shape they're in and their, you know, kind of re physical realities are most likely going to beat this relatively fast. And they want to make sure that they're not sending anyone back out there too quickly or, you know, anything like that where you end up all of a sudden having a bunch of like a rash of positives around the league. That's why they do this. It's like yeah. not just for the protection of the player themselves and you know and the other staffers on the building it's so they don't have an outbreak that shuts the league down you know yeah. or ends up leading to a bunch of delays like we saw at various points last year when you know things weren't as figured out and we didn't have the vaccines yeah i, I look everything regarding lebron is always stupid like it's always yeah the conversation around this is going to be incredibly dumb and yeah. like people are not going to realize that this is a totally normal thing i guarantee you Ines canner is on fox news right now saying that there's a new <laughs> set of rules regarding Anthony, lebron Ines freedom okay oh sorry sorry yeah yeah doesn't it sound like counter freedom no like in no. his oh i get what you're saying i mean i don't know not your All best right. anyway you tried <laughs> but but yeah like i it was because, you know, Jen and I were, were, were at dinner tonight and she was like, what's the latest on LeBron? I was like, oh, yeah, he's back. <laughs> and Jen, Jen like spat out of water. Excuse me. <laughs> he was supposed to be out the 10 days. And I said, and, and, yeah, and again, like back in, he's a, he, if, he, he, <laughs> that's all it takes. Nobody thought of sneaking back in. It yeah. turns out to this point. He put um, on like a Boba Fett helmet that he says filters <laughs> his air. And yeah. And so like, but. And that's why, like, you know, I, I wanted to have this part of the conversation here so the people who are listening at least to this can say that, yeah, they actually are following their own protocol. This isn't like some special circumstance just because it's LeBron. They already pulled the game from ESPN. They haven't flipped it back now that it's off of ESPN, to, you know, from... That would be so funny. But no, I mean, they had great ratings on on Warriors Sun, so they're not going to change It's a better it, game. But, yeah. Like, it's a, you know... It's a better, even, yeah, but I just mean, like, in yeah. terms of, like, one of TNT's best games in, like, the last two years. So they're not... ESPN right. is not changing it. Yeah. Right. And and I just, you know, it like I said, everything regarding LeBron, the conversation is... all Like, the stupid is always turned up to 11. And I want to make sure everybody listening, at least to this can you know go back when you when you encounter those stupid conversations and say here look this is why and how they followed the 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 protocol that the league has already set to this point all right yeah let's... this is not the naked gun thing where it's like the fire is going yeah. on behind and they're like nothing to see here like there's actually very yeah. little if anything to see here yeah they they they're, they're you know you could go ahead and look behind the curtain yeah, it's, 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 and it's you're, just you're like, and it's just like, like some bloody nasal swabs from LeBron <laughs> getting like stabbed in the head like multiple times. I was so, the... I was so sick yesterday that when she swat, like when I got the PCR test and it like hurt and made me like tear up, that actually made me feel better. Like that's, <laughs> he's like wow. major, huh? Like major, major pain where he like breaks the guy's finger. Was to that LeBron's strategy? Do you think he just got enough <laughs> PCR tests that he felt better? They should try it with AD. Next time he like shakes off his hand or something, just stick a swab up his they nose. They just sponged all the virus out of his brain <laughs> manually. Honestly, 12 tests will do it. It sounds yeah. like that's a lot. No liquid left in his body. Like, um, all right. Uh, let's, all right. Is there anything else that you want to talk about regarding Dwight and DeAndre Jordan? Like, do you think, cause this felt to me when I, when, when I saw the quotes from practice. So, you mentioned this after the game that Frank doesn't call players out, but that yeah. was Frank going hit him up on DeAndre Jordan after the game where he said, Dwight knows how we play. 
DeAndre Jordan was not playing how we play. That's not how no, we, he didn't even say that. He never right. said DeAndre's name. He just talked right. about Dwight. But even so, it was yeah. if you have been listening to every single interview that Vogel gives for the last three years, I like to consider myself a little bit of an expert in like Vogelese at this point. And you know, some of the other like LeBron <laughs> and AD, like I can kind of like read between the lines on some of the stuff that they're saying. Yeah, Vogelish. Um, <laughs> but like I like it was very clear that he was criticizing DeAndre by his standards, you know, especially given, you know, you saw the back and forth from them on the bench, the video. And then today at practice, like I just want to contextualize this properly for people. And I tried to do it on Twitter and on the site as well, but like Frank Vogel, guard never starting lineups yeah like the nuclear coats i've made this joke before it is because it is accurate like the lakers could have five available players and frank will normally <laughs> not tell you who is starting that <laughs> night like that it, it's gotten to almost that extreme at points yeah. where it's like frank there are literally there's like one center and like one point guard on the roster it's very obvious what the starting lineup is going to be and he's like oh I'll tell you 30 minutes before tip like i don't yeah. want Alvin Gentry figuring it out um, and like (laughs) being able to stop it or whatever. So, you know, in the next 30 minutes, um, he, he does not reveal these things preemptively. And during a question that had nothing to do with Dwight starting, it just talked to, he was just asked about Dwight Howard and what he showed the other night midway through. He's just like, yeah. And by the way, that's why we decided to only play one center and we're only going to start Dwight the other night (laughs) and we're going to start Dwight, you know? (laughs) Well, that, and 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 like, so I was, I, you're I catching my drift here, but, but some, go ahead. No, no I, I, I was, was going to say like you you're catching my drift here regarding you know where I'm heading with with DeAndre and and how Frank sees DeAndre here. And when I saw all the quotes about it, the first place I went to was like, oh, th- like this not this might be it for DeAndre. Like he, it sounds like here's how I think this is going to play out. Dwight's going to start. And they're only going to play the one center. They're going to stick with that for a few games here with Dwight. And then when Dwight starts showing a little fatigue here, because he is not capable at this stage of his career to be the only true center on a team, they're going to stick DeAndre back in there. And that's going to be his last chance to really prove that he can be in the rotation slash on this team. Or there's going to be a night where Dwight picks up four fouls in four minutes. Like it's just, yeah. it's going to happen at some point where mm-hmm. they have to dust DeAndre off. So, yeah, I mean, it, listeners to I Love Basketball, a podcast by Silver Screen and Roll, that listened yesterday mm-hmm. will have heard me tell, tell Sabrina, sort of joking, but also sort of not really. Like I would not be surprised if DeAndre was cut before the next game. Yeah. I will being a little bit hyperbolic, but also my brain went the exact same place that yours did. And that was before today's quotes, yeah. where Vogel, again, was so done with DeAndre after those three minutes of the game that he not only publicly benched him screamed at him sort of called him out after the game but then now he's like volunteering his starting lineup as if like he's not he knows that no one else in the league or everyone else in the league knows that there's zero chance Frank Vogel is playing DeAndre (laughs) as the starter yeah I I I, the other thing too that I think is getting downplayed because there's so much else was the screaming match on the (laughs) on the sideline we have never seen that from him ever I'm sure that like it, that kind of stuff happens over the course of a oh, game. Sure. Vogel does get on guys. He will. Yeah. He, he's not going to normally be the be like the guy to like show them up or whatever, but he does get on guys. But so I think that was like maybe honestly a little bit blown out of proportion in terms of like the video snippeting and all that yeah. stuff. But, but once, it, but but once you, you get like it with yeah. all the other contacts, exactly. that's when it's a big deal. Yeah, I, I, I thought the way all this has gone down, this is as close as you're ever going to get to a coach telling his front office, get this mf off my team. I don't want this guy on the roster anymore. 
And I do know that DeAndre Jordan has a great friendship with not just like LeBron, AD, whatever, but throughout the league, he is widely considered one of the most popular players in the NBA. And he's a very likable guy. I, I, yeah. I have to say, like, as someone who has interviewed Absolutely. him multiple times, seems like a very, like, very genial sort. He's very funny, very engaging. Like, I, I, I like DeAndre as a person. I don't think that he's an NBA player anymore. Yeah. But, like, he is a very nice guy. There's a reason he's so well-liked. Well, I mean, the other reason he's so well-liked is by his opponents, right? Who get to score on him every night. <laughs> like, I'm sure that really helps his Q score like, as well. Like, hey, DJ, you mind, you mind waiting back on, on offense while I oh, uh, yeah, yeah, try bro, to get I got an easy you. bucket? <laughs> Go for it. Like, don't worry about it. I wasn't going to run anyway. <laughs> Steph is coming up the court. DJ, drop coverage this time, please. No problem, Steph. We got you. <laughs> Just very agreeable that DeAndre Jordan. Frank is like, no, DJ, no. Sabrina and I were joking yesterday, trying to figure out like what he like what was what was so bad in that three minutes that it was like so different from twenty games well, worth of DeAndre Jordan. And it's think, like, did he did he say Rondo doesn't have swag? Did he like insult pizza? Like what yeah. did he do? Well, no. Do you think? Do you think it was Frank telling him stop listening to what the other team is telling you to do out there, DJ? We don't need. <laughs> Buddy Heald is telling him go to drop coverage, and you got you can't listen. You got, DJ's like, but dude, that's my rep. I, this is what like, I do. Frank, we don't even miss AB that much. Vocals <laughs> like, cut him right now. <laughs> Nobody insults my son Avery Bradley. Oh man, yeah, I I I legitimately think. Uh, DeAndre Jordan is on his I mean I knew this heading into the season that he was on his last legs in the NBA and, but I didn't think we would arrive a quarter of the way through the season to oh this guy this guy might not stick around and and I think by the way the first center who asks out gets cut you know whatever I think DeAndre's getting cut I I, I do think DeAndre Jordan would would be shown the door at that point and because I do think the Lakers would prefer to have to, you know, they, they want the JaVale Dwight situation again, where they have two able-bodied centers who can rim run, who can protect the rim, who can catch lobs and do those things. Um, it's just that DeAndre can't do that right now. He, can he, they he, convince AD to play like JaVale, but like a better version? Oh, I mean, that's my dream. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you guys, you guys are listening to this over a visual like, medium, but my like, eyes like, just Anthony, got, got really big. They have a player big. who can sort of do a few of the things JaVale does. Really, <laughs> really well. Actually, it turns out, you guys Maybe like the greatest finisher. Way, way better, even. <laughs> like, I, I think he's still the best finisher around the rim in the league, statistically. He's up there, yeah, yeah. So, you know, more of that. If you don't yeah, mind, they, these are these are from these are from Joey Ramirez of Lakers.com, who like does great stat stuff on Twitter and whatever. Like these are AD in a season where he has been widely criticized, you know, for his year. And look, I think some of that is legit. He's not always engaged every single game, but even like an AD who has been call, called out for as being disengaged, yeah. and people are like talking about, oh, worst three point shooter ever, all this stuff. He is well, it's not talking about it's just yeah. I mean, he pointing just out is, a fact. But it's, yeah, people are really talking. They're talking about it a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, and uh, you don't have to say people. I'm, you're talking to me. Well, the, it's not just you. He was trending <laughs> yeah. on Twitter over like his three point And It's like, is that an unfortunate number? Of course, obviously. But, you know, Anthony yeah. Davis is not bad now because of all the he's first in points in the paint. First in points as a pick and roll roll man. Second in baskets in the restricted area. Second in points off post ups. Fourth in dunks and fifth and second chance points. So mm -hmm. 
he just amps up that volume a little more, and all of a sudden you have your Super JaVale. Yes. Like Javoltron. That's what I've wanted. <laughs> it's Jim JaVale holding the He-Man sword. Like, yeah. it's just, that's what, I, that's what I've been waiting for. Um, all right, I want to move on because we, we, we still have a couple things to, to get to here. The Ariza stuff, I think, is also very interesting. You made the note the other day that Trevor was speaking to the media, something that uh, players who are injured don't typically do. That was kind of the first sign that his return was imminent. Um, and then we find out that he went through all of the non-contact drills uh, yesterday in practice by the time you guys are listening to this. And he's supposed to be reevaluated on Tuesday. Sounds like we're probably going to, you know, knock on wood, but we're, we're probably going to get some good news on Tuesday. I would imagine so. Also, because not only did he speak to the media, but the Lakers don't practice a lot this year, in case anyone no. has uh, has like not noticed that. Today, on Thursday, was their seventh practice of the season. You know, they've played like 20-something games. And yeah. that's, that's since training camp. They obviously practice a lot more than that during training camp. But they held their sixth Hope practice so. of the season on a day that they were traveling to go play the Kings because they wanted to get Ariza around the team and get him to be able to walk through some stuff, which to yeah. me was like, Okay, yeah, they really like want to get him back out there because this is. Well, they're all talking here. about him as if he unlocks this team. And to be to some degree, he does. Like you know, we can yeah. make jokes that like maybe they shouldn't have built their team around thirty-six-year-old Trevor Ariza, it's but that type of play, and that's true. But mm -hmm. that type of player uh, <laughs> still does help this team a lot and kind of unlock their fullest identity with having another kind of rangy forward who can absorb that toughest defensive assignment from LeBron still help on the glass, you know, allow them to play those smaller lineups more often is a pretty good three point shooter too. You know, mm -hmm. if he's, if he's hitting them this year and does not get hit with the, with the crypt the curse or whatever. Curse. Yeah. The, yeah. the curse of state, the art, the venue formerly known as Staples center. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I think Ariza really helps this team and, you know, him going through non-contact today and Frank, you know, saying like, Oh yeah, great news on Trevor, you know, as, as that kind of thing. I think he must've looked pretty okay going through those drills. Cause Frank yeah. was talking about the movement and, and those kind of things. And so I would imagine that I don't think that he's necessarily going to be like cleared on Tuesday. They're going to be like, he's playing tonight, but I would imagine they're like, all right, he's going to start ramping back up to play. Yeah, he did. Frank said that there was going to be a ramp up period and then or it's going to take a little bit of time. Or something like that. They'll give some yeah. token update that I think is meaningful in this case. Yeah. I, I think, you know, look, Ariza is kind of reclusive anyway. Like he's not somebody who really enjoys talking to the media anyway. So the fact that he went out there and spoke to media before he was even necessarily available, actually available, um, really speak. And and so like the reason I wanted to, to, to finish here on Ariza is because, and again, I don't like, you know, being happy about injury or calling injuries fortunate or anything like that. It sucks that Avery Bradley, especially in a non-guaranteed -con non contract, uh, hurt his thumb. But swapping out Bradley for Ariza and Dwight for DeAndre on a more full-time basis. Like, that makes the Lakers a good 35, 50% better. Like, they are just, they are a significantly better team with those guys in their rotation for the people that they're replacing also. It's, it's addition by subtraction and then addition by addition. Yes, exactly. And I think, yeah, they're, they're just going to be, you, you almost, like, can't quantify how much, more helpful it is just that Ariza allows them to play the way that, you know, their stars are best playing more yeah. often, you know, mm -hmm. that's kind of, that's better than Ariza. Obviously it's just like having a player like Ariza mm -hmm. significantly, I think changes 
I don't want to say the ceiling of this team because it sounds dramatic, but like their productivity on a night-to-night basis, he makes a huge difference in terms of being able to optimize those guys and play lineups that make more sense more often. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I cannot wait because, quite frankly, this team has been kind of tough to watch for most of the season. Like that, that second half against the Kings was super fun, and I was sitting there saying like, Holy shit, I'm having fun watching the Lakers. That and LeBron going off in overtime were like maybe the only fun games of the season yeah. that I can think of off, yeah. offhand. And so, you know, getting DeAndre out of the rotation and and seeing what the Lakers look like, at least for a little while, without Avery Bradley playing the role that he was playing. And by the way, like if Bradley comes back and let's say during this time that Bradley is out or nursing his thumb or can't play the same role that he was playing before he got hurt. If Frank picks up a couple notes on the way that they're using Malik Monk and and the way that uh, Wayne Ellington has been playing and and all of these things and dials back what he has been asking of Avery Bradley, I still think Bradley can be useful in some certain situations, right? And like right now, we were doing the thought experiment on on Silver Screen and Roll Slack, right? The 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 lineup rules, the 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 rules that need to be obeyed in order for the rotations to start to make sense. And the one of the rules of commandments. Yeah, right. And, 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 and as I was putting that together, you know, Ariza unlocks a lot of, you know, he unlocks a lot of flexibility with what you can do here in, in, ter- in terms of like utilizing Avery Bradley in a way that makes more sense w- with, with Avery Bradley on the roster. Cause I don't think, I don't think he is at, like, so Deandre Jordan, I think is the worst player in the NBA. I, I don't think of that with Avery Bradley. I don't think he, he's probably the worst starter in the NBA. And, and he's, he's got to be up there. Yeah. But, but I do think he's like, you know, he's, I, I, I still he's think he can serve a He's a playable NBA purpose. player. I, I yeah. think that, so I do you know, when Frank gave his much maligned defense of Avery Bradley and the analytics don't reflect everything yeah. that he brings to the table, Which I dug into that, some of that stuff. And, you know, again, Bradley, nobody can take this away from him. The Lakers were never better than when he sits and never worse than when he played. Like those are real lineup stats, real net rating stats that account for his entire season. Mm -hmm. But if you look at the most used lineups that featured Avery Bradley, I think of like the six, only one of them was a negative. So he has contributed to good lineups at times. It's just that he's played by virtue of being healthy a lot. Like he's played in a lot of terrible lineups. And And also by virtue of like being in the starting lineup with DeAndre Jordan. Yeah. Like if a lot of your minute, if a lot of your minutes are played side by side with literally the worst player in the NBA, that's not going to bode well for your stats. If you aren't like a superstar who can, who can overcome it. Yeah, and that's one of these. I I think that Bradley is a fine player and can like he can play for this team. I don't know if he'd be in like my ten man playoff rotation, but I think that he can have a role for this team in the regular season. He is playable. It's not like DeAndre Jordan where it's like I really do not know that you could ever do enough positives to outweigh the negatives at this no. point. Like Bradley, there's a recipe for him to succeed. It's just not in the lineups he's been playing in. And I think look to Frank's credit, I know that like. Everyone is going to blame Frank for everything, including like, you know, the crashing of the Titanic, which the captain of the Titanic was not responsible for, <laughs> evidently breaking news from Sports <laughs> Illustrated. Um, but like, I, I think, you know, Brad. No, and, and also we're blaming Frank for uh, the Lakers being switched off of ESPN. <laughs> yeah. Well, Bradley is getting blamed for a lot of things that are beyond his control. It's kind of more my thing. And he, you know, like you said, only stars can offset unoptimal lineups and things like that. And so if he's mostly only playing with those starters in a situation that does not, that 
you know, act where he and like the situation around him are both feeding each other in this like negativity yeah. human centipede of augmenting each other's weaknesses, you mm -hmm. know, of course it's going to look bad. But I think that there's a recipe for him to look a little bit better if they're playing some smaller lineups and things like that or coming off the bench or whatever it may be. Yeah, I, I, I'll be interested to see with Deion. It's, it's really a bummer, quite frankly, that DeAndre is getting pulled as Bradley hurts his shooting hand. Because yeah. I would like to see how Bradley looks in lineups that don't feature one of the worst players I have ever seen on a basketball court in the NBA. Um, all right. I, so I didn't record uh, an AI show earlier this week because I was ill. Um, and I always promise everybody a, a most embarrassing sports moment. I teased it at the beginning of the show. So I guess I should probably give a play-by-play -play of how I bruised my butt, right? Like I should. I mean, I, yeah, I think as long as it's safe for work. I think we're good. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we have all of our Christmas stuff up in our attic. And our attic, you know, is, is basically. I have, like, a, I have an attic humble brag. Huh? Sick, I have an attic humble brag. Your apartment doesn't have an attic? Like it no, doesn't have extra not. storage space? No. You're on the up you're on the upper floor. Well, I have two floors, but yeah, I don't I don't have an attic. Oh, so. see, sick. I have two floors. But, <laughs> <laughs> but so our our attic, uh, you know, it so all attics operate like this because it isn't an actual story of the house. They have a bunch of, you know, two by fours that you can walk on and, and be very careful about how you walk on them. Um Otherwise, you fall through drywall. Well, our attic, I, I, we, when, we, when we built the house, I had asked them, hey, can you lay a couple extra layers of actual standable wood so that I can move around the attic a little bit more? They apparently didn't. They didn't do that. <laughs> they said, sure thing. And then they're like, bet this idiot's never going to yeah, notice. Fuck this guy. Yeah. Well, because it's all, because that wood would sit underneath all the insulation that's up there because out here, the, the weather is so insane that any kind of heat would just just shoot right through the plywood there and our 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 energy bill would be through the roof any kind of cold, literally went through a freeze where the entire state was frozen so <laughs> all of that cold weather would shoot right through the the, the anyway so so this is not like the walkable spots are not mar clearly marked is what no, you're saying no no like you get that's up there that's like my worst nightmare is yeah yeah. So, that's, so there's that's like honestly, there's that seems like a possibly a legal design flaw. I cannot imagine that they're allowed to do that. I mean, they did. <laughs> so, <clears throat> excuse me. So, Texas, I think the law is you can do whatever you can get away with. I think that's like yeah. Well, you know, I, yeah. based on a lot of things out here, that's that's generally how it goes. So, uh, I I was going up there and I was fetching all of our our Christmas stuff and like I thought that. I had memorized kind of where this plank would stop and, and, and I went to take a step where I thought that that plank still was and whoosh and poor Avery. Here's, here's just like loud crashing noise. It's her bathroom that I just wrecked. So my foot goes through, like if Jen had taken a picture fast enough, she would have seen my foot through the top of Avery's bathroom. Avery hears that go on and she goes, uh Oh, you okay, daddy? 
<laughs> and I'm like, I'm sitting there, motherfucking. And, and, and I thought that I'm, you I'm were like, going to say that, like, she thought Santa came early or something like that. Like, Santa <laughs> no. just, like, Santa just crashed into the roof straight up. Uh, that would actually be terrifying for her because uh, last time that she saw Santa, when I dressed up she as Santa. She started screaming and crying. She yeah, screamed I, bloody you murder. the video. It was hilarious. <laughs> it's, an, it's an amazing video. Um, so, <laughs> so, yeah. So, we open up. So, I'm standing it. Uh, I'm standing there, like, not standing anymore because I went right through this thing. My other leg gives out and I try to brace myself, but it all happened so fast that it just goes bam. And I just level whatever. I, fortunately there was a piece of carpet, like rolled up carpet that I, I landed on, uh, that otherwise I, I, I could have gone all the way through and really wrecked everything. Um, but I, I land on that. And so I, I, look through the hole in the ceiling and all of the insulation is just coating her bathroom. She has a toothbrush out. She has all these like brushes and all these other things that we, we use on a regular basis. So we had to buy all new stuff like that. Avery sees that room in there and she goes, Oh no. And she, she does a super <laughs> cute thing. She goes like, oh man. She does, the, she, she does the like Macaulay Culkin, like yeah, both hands like, slapped her. Oh right my God. It was just, so that was it. And, and then, so our dining room table, we have four regular chairs that have pads. And then we have a bench on one side of the, uh, Jen wanted a bench on one side of the thing. So I go to sit down on the bench and I kind of plop down and I didn't realize that I had a bruise on half my ass. So I plopped down and I'm telling you right now, the, the whimper that came out of me, you would have thought that somebody walked by and just kicked Callie to hell. Cause it was just boom. Ah! It was been, it's been a week is all I'm saying. It's been, it's been a week. I have half a butt. I have half a stomach. Basically it feels like I have half a lung because I can't even laugh that hard. Uh, because of the thing that I had before all of this, it wasn't COVID. It was just a cough, but I've been struggling. I, I need some I mean, time that's off. what LeBron said too, but he, I mean, he was right. So maybe you are. <laughs> I've run multiple tests. Just like, look, okay. LeBron and I are the same person. We, we basically multiple tests over the last week that prove that we don't have COVID. We are both built different. <laughs> both <laughs> defeated it in, in two I'm days. So tired. I'm so hurt. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lounge. Uh, we have one more lowdown that I'm about to record. We have a uh, hook with Aaron tomorrow. We'll give hit. We'll get his thoughts on how the Lakers might handle this moving forward. And what went? I'm kind of curious what he says about like what went into why DeAndre Jordan was playing as much as he was. A little curious there. He might just say Hennessy tastes really good. Yeah, which... the, the friend. You know, the power of friendship. Anthony, <laughs> unfortunately, that doesn't help rotations, uh, defensive rotations, or not with that rotations. attitude. It doesn't. <laughs> don't you? Don't you want to cover for your friends more than you want to cover for your enemies? So, based on the way he was covering for him, he freaking Frank was. If Frank, if Frank I, I just figured this out. Frank just galaxy brained us all. He's like DeAndre is so well liked that no yeah. one on the team is going to want to let him fail. So if we just set up all these questionable defenders for failure, they're going to try way harder because they don't <laughs> want DJ to be let down. Exactly. And then it just, and he did it for like 20 games and then it didn't exactly. work. But yep. You know. It just, it didn't work. It did. <laughs> there it we go. Out, we solved it. Mr. It turns Tall. out he's way closer with the players on the other teams than he is on the Lakers on the current team. Yeah, no, I, I you know, look, not all of Frank's galaxy brain ideas work, but I now see what he was going for. So yeah. All right, uh, that'll do it, though. We will talk to you guys next week. 
hope my body holds up. We'll see. It's not a guarantee. I've been. This is what I get for giving you shit all, the all season. That's what all the before the game. They're like, I hope my body holds up. It's not a guarantee. <laughs>